Welcome to AL State of the Division. I'm your host, Colby Olson, joined by the one and only Sam Lakini. It is Thursday, September 8th. Season's winding down. We got some stuff to cover here. This is going to be a fun episode, Sam. We got Rays Jays. They're right on the heels of the Yankees. Then we're going to run down Tristan Casas being called up by the Red Sox. Then we got the Orioles. This was everybody's favorite team, but now they're kind of tailing off. So we'll cover that a little bit. And then we're going to sprinkle a little bit on the Judge and Otani AL MVP race. My guy Sam over here just wrote up a beautiful article on JustBaseball.com covering the whole Judge and Otani MVP race. How that, you know, the history of the MVP race. And I'm excited to talk about it. So, Sam, let's get right into it. Rays Jays are right on the heels of the Yankees for the division. We've covered this in the past few weeks, but it's even further along than it was a couple weeks ago, right? The Rays are four and a half back right now. Fangraphs gives them a 6% chance to win the division, which I think is kind of light. They're only four and a half games back. The Jays right now are six back. Fangraphs gives them an 8% chance to win the division right now. The Yankees have a ton of injuries right now. Stanton came back. Now he has this foot injury, which I don't think is going to bother him for too long. DJ is playing through a hernia injury, and he has an 87 WRC plus in the second half. So he's clearly not himself. Even if he's on the field, he is not himself right now. Rizzo is on the IL with headaches yesterday. So the Yankees also have a tough schedule coming up. They get the Pirates in a couple weeks, but before that, Twins for four, Rays for three, and then the Red Sox for two, and then the Red Sox for four after that. And the Red Sox obviously are not going to make the playoffs at this point, but the Red Sox are in a position where they're just kind of like home records. Like they're going to come in there and still play you really tough right now. They're not a team that you want to be playing right now. So with the Yankees, uh, 10 and 18 was their worst month since 1991. September 1991, they were 9 and 19. And that Yankees team was not good. That was not a playoff team. That was not a contender whatsoever. That was right before the entire Jeter era. So this Yankees team right now has absolutely struggled, and it's been awful to see. DJ LeMay, who has a zero WRC plus since August 9th, like you talked about, he's an 87 WRC plus since the second half. But with the Rays and the Jays, right now. A zero. Hold on. A zero since August Zero. He's 100% worse than the league average hitter. That's crazy. Zero. He's been terrible. It's the back foot with DJ. It's apparently a lingering thing. They don't want to put him on the IL, but he's just been absolutely horrible with the bat. The entire lineup as a whole has been terrible for the New York Yankees. Thankfully, they've actually gotten really good starter efficiency. Their bullpen's also been decent as well with some injuries back there. A guy like Scott Efros, who they traded for at the trade headline, is now on the IL with some shoulder stuff. So hopefully they can get healthy and get back to where they were. But this has tailed on for a very long time, and it does beg the question, can the Rays or the Jays catch the Yankees? At this point, the Rays, since August 1st, they're 23 and not, 23 and 10, Colby. And right now, they're only four and a half games back. This was a 13-game lead on this division from the New York Yankees. The biggest thing with this Rays team, Colby, is they can pitch. Drew Rasmussen, Jeffrey Springs, they have the juice right now, and they have Tyler Glass now in the comeback. We'll see if he pitches this year, and Wander Franco is also ramping up his rehab. So I have a lot of faith right now in this Rays team that I didn't have in the middle of the season, but now, in all honesty, I can say it is a realistic possibility that they could overtake this division by the end of the year. You know, it was it was kind of a pie-in-the-sky thing when the Rays and the Jays were eight back, nine back. Even when they were seven back, you're like, okay, the Yankees will go on a little run here a little bit, get some breathing room. Under five games is panic mode DEFCON 5 level. Like, they are right there, man. That is a – and they're coming in 
to, I don't know if they're going to Yankee Stadium. I think the Rays are coming into Yankee Stadium mm-hmm. to play. That's crazy. They could take that series, and before you know it, they're right there. So let's move on. Tristan Casas got the call up for the lowly Red Sox, but this is a really, really exciting call up because fans were kind of expecting this halfway through the season. Casas was dealing with some injuries, but he's made an impact immediately. He had his first career home run in their last game, which was really awesome to see. He just missed one in his opener. And, you know, Honestly, I'm not going to put too much weight into anything he's going to do the rest of the season. All I really want to see Tristan Casas do is, one, hit the ball hard. He has a ton of patience at the plate. You can already see that. He's taking it bats deep, which is something, you know, the scouting reports will tell. He's a guy that's not afraid to hit with two strikes. And he already looks comfortable as a big leaguer. Like, they were showing video of him before his first MLB game, his MLB debut. He's in right field before the game with his shirt off doing these weird stretches. Eckersley's loving it, right? That's the type of stuff you like to see from a rookie, make himself at home, not feel like the moment is too big, not feel like he doesn't fit in, which I think is a problem that Jaron Duran has dealt with this season. He's clearly not fit in. He's clearly not been playing well, which you know only leads to worse things and, and making him not feel like he fits in. But I think Casas feels like he's he's ready for the big leagues, which is great to see. So that's my little tidbit on Casas. We'll move on to the Orioles telling because this was everybody's favorite team here. The Cinderella story coming from behind. This was a fifth place team. And all of a sudden now they're kind of in the race. They're still a fourth place team, but in the AL East, that means a heck of a lot. So the Orioles are now three and a half back of the Blue Jays for the third wild card spot. They played 500 baseball over the last week. And yet they haven't made up any room because the Rays and the Jays have just been playing so well. Even the Mariners as well. Fangraphs gives them a 5% chance to make the playoffs. Sam, what do you think? Orioles fans are thinking right now, and do you think they still have a chance to get it? Uh, I don't think they have a chance the rest of the way just because they have the second hardest schedule remaining in the entire league. They have Houston on tap. They have Boston on tap. They have the Yankees on tap. They have the Blue Jays on tap. So I don't think that they have a chance to make the playoffs at this point. They were a great story for a very long time. Again, they're a super young team that still has to look at a free free agent class next season. Next season. Uh, Gunnar Henderson just came up and he's been amazing for them so far, but the three and a half games back right now with the Bo Bichette absolute lasers of home runs that we've seen over the past couple of days against the Baltimore Orioles. I do not think that this team has the juice to be able to kick that, to kick it on. And Toronto has the six hardest strength schedule in the race at 15. So I just, I don't think the Orioles are going to do it, man. I really don't. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do either, but I don't think it really matters because I think Orioles fans are still freaking amped about this. Gunnar Henderson's come up and, and played really well, right? He has uh, he's sitting 290 so far. He has a bomb. He has a steal. He's played really good defense. He's shown them. He's shown Orioles fans that he's ready for the bigs. Adley Rutschman has obviously been playing, been playing like the best catcher in baseball. This Orioles team next year, and we we talked about it a bunch, but this Orioles team next year and beyond is really exciting, not only because of the young talent that they have, but because of their cap flexibility not cap but you know they have a ton of money to go and spend next year and into 2024 it's really really going to be crazy in this AL East like the Red Sox might feel the good team next year and finish fifth I could I could easily see that happen so kind of crazy Sam let's move on and I want to talk about Judge Notani because this race has really heated up the last week and The amazing thing about that is that Aaron Judge in his last 13 games 
has hit eight home runs. He has 54 on the season, but he's hit eight home runs in his last 13 games. So he's been at his best over the last two weeks. And yet now we're just now talking like, oh yeah, Shohei Otani's right there with him. I personally don't think that this is Shohei Otani's award now or even will be, even if he gets close to where Judge is. By war, Judge has 8.4 B-war. Otani has 7.9 B-war, right? So even in a war level, they're apart. But how do you argue with a guy possibly breaking the AL home run record? So the biggest thing that I look at with Otani and why this race has gotten as contested as it has over the past month is Shohei's August was like insane. Like Shohei had 10 bombs. He had a 192 WRC plus during the month of August and he shoved on the map. He had like a 187 ERA for the Angels. And if you look at the Angels statistics right now, Peter literally just posted a TikTok about it yesterday. He leads them in every single statistic category, everything, pitching, hitting, everything belongs to Shoyatani. And mind you, this is a team that fields Mike Trout on a day-to-day basis. This is the team that has Mike Trout in center field and Shoyatani dominates that stat leaderboard. But it's Shohei's August that has really kicked this on. But another stat that I dove into into that article is win probability at Judge has a 6.27 win probability added on the year. Shohei's is only at a 4.22. So, like you said, it's very hard to argue with a guy that has the home run record. I won't dive into it as much as I have over the past couple of days, but I just think this is Judge's award right now. It's going to be tight because we all know how great Shohei Otani is. On a base level, Shohei Otani is the most valuable player in baseball because of what he can do with his bat and what he can do on the mound on any given night. But this year, I think it's Aaron Judge. Yeah, Aaron Judge has put up more value than Shohei Otani this year, and that's pretty clear. Obviously, it's close. And for those listening that might not know why win probability matters for an MVP debate, it basically shows, do you do good things in big moments, right? And that's not always Shohei Otani's fault because the Angels are either down by eight runs or maybe they're up by a lot, whatever it may be, right? He's not in high leverage spots as much as he could be if he was on the Yankees or a better team. But hey, that's just the way baseball is, right? Aaron Judge is on a better team. And right now he is deserving by value, deserving by narrative. He is also doing something we have never seen before, or at least have not seen in a very, very long time. All right, that's going to do it. AL State of the Division, AL East State of the Division, Thursday, September 8th. Guys, we'll catch you next week. Cheers.